Hello and welcome to bonus episode 10 of Horus Heretics. I'm Neil. I'm William. And today is one of those uh, episodes that we've been trailing for a couple of weeks that does not include the Horus Heresy. Um, we're taking some time away, so we're recording these and releasing them on schedule, but we won't be doing any Horus Heresy books. So we decided to take a look at Ultramarines, the terrible movie. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> you say that. Uh, actually, you know what? That it doesn't matter. All you need to do is watch it for twenty seconds, and you'll know it's terrible. Um, low budget. Maybe that's what we should say. Low budget, animated, <sighs> Ultramarines movie made. Oh God, that's an interesting. Do you know when this key, when this came out? Yeah, I've looked up. Uh, well, it's two thousand ten or two thousand eleven, depending on where you look. But. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're more or less, this is a 10th anniversary celebration of, of Ultramarines the movie. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm going to shock you, Neil. Um, I think I'm going to come out in defense of Ultramarines the movie, but let's just... Um... Fuck. <laughs> this fucking revisionist bullshit. It's like, just because a kick in the balls is not a stab through the heart... <laughs> doesn't mean that well, kicking is, the balls is actually all right it's true it is all about the expectations game because when like when this film started off i was like what the fuck is this it was like you know when you go to like you're in um i was gonna say an arcade we don't really get arcades anywhere let's say like a pub or like a bowling alley or something but a bit of a run down one right and like you you see a light gun game right and 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 first you're like oh maybe it's you know, if you see it in distance, you think, well, maybe it's Time Crisis or Virtue Cop or House of the Dead yeah. or something, you know, the, the the big names of the genre. And, like, and it's not. It's something you've never seen before, right? Um, but you think, well, it must be fun. You know, light, game, light gun games are always yeah. pretty good, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but the, the first 20 seconds of this film were what that would look like, the game you were playing. <laughs> and that was meant to be... Yeah. That was what a Space Marine's, pop, uh, like, perspective, point of view, was meant to be like was just this 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 target and reticule dancing up and down the screen as if you were yeah, awkwardly yeah. manipulating it with a not even with a light gun with a fucking like controller you know playing a light gun game with a with a oh yeah like a, a, a d-pad you know what i mean like on a ps1 yeah, or yeah. something yeah that's funny because um I know exactly the bit that you're talking about because i made that same note <laughs> that it looks like a light gun oh, did you? <laughs> yeah but but like a ps1 yeah, light gun game. Like I think the quality of the animation is sort of mid range PS no PS two level game. No, um, I, I mean I no yeah I mean I'm basically in agreement. I don't like it's not it's not the level it's it's like it's not good. I'm gonna like I don't don't think that I'm defending here. It's gosh, I mean it's 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 above the level of a PS two game in terms of real time. Apart from maybe like. A very late, um, late, uh, you know, late stage PS2 game might have looked a little bit like it. But you're right. You're you're probably right. It's it's probably early PS3. It's like the early PS3 or a PS2 cutscene. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's. I'm like. <laughs> I can help but be reminded of like, you know, like, um, the cutscenes of like mid '90s like PC games. The sort of what? Oh man, I like you're you're stealing all my lines. <laughs> this has the feel to a sort of like a CD-ROM that you get on the front of a magazine, and you know you get like 
three games and 500 pounds worth of free software you know and and you get like five minutes of this shite and you just think oh okay okay i'll i'll maybe try and find out more about that and then there's nothing more to be found out about that because like it, it never comes out or you never hear any more of it 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 has so much of a yeah like a early 2000s pc cd-rom game and like but um incidentally i remember the the um the space hulk pc game from the 90s actually did have some great i mean not great in terms of quality of animation but some great uh cut scenes in that i can't remember um exactly what they are but they were good worth checking out but um but i, I sort of remember how like back in those days like if you were playing like one of those one of your friends the sort of hushed reverence with which you would treat one of these scenes when they came along because it was like yeah holy shit real life graphics you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> yeah in a year or two we won't be able to tell the difference between a re- real life and this uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway i mean you've given the start of this and i want to um also talk about the start which is the the voiceover and i was like that's fucking john hurt yeah and then the names of the people involved, some, the actors. Some big name voice talent here. We've got fucking Terence General Zod stamp. <laughs> We've got Sean Pertwee, Mr. Voiceover, Sean Pertwee, John Hurt and Donald Sumter. These are all like good British actors. John Hurt and Terence Stamp. Well, no, yeah. okay. John Hurt is a great actor. Yeah. He, he, Terence Stamp. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, legit. John Hurt's like... Yeah, yeah, a great actor. Terence Stamp is not a great actor, but you you can use Terence Stamp in a good way. He's got a voice. Yeah, he's a, like he distinctive. He, he's made for being a space marine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good sign, I guess. You know, good sign. Sh- Sean Pertwee has done. I think he might have even won an Oscar for doing voiceovers. Don Sumter has got a good voice himself. He's been in a lot of good stuff, and. Well, the voice acting cast is amazing. The voice acting is some of the worst voice acting I've <laughs> ever heard. Not just the acting, but the, the kind of processing they do. Um, whenever they've got their helmets on, some of them sound like they are underwater. Some of them sound like they are in a computer. And other others sound exactly normal. Yeah, no, that's very strange. That is true. There's something like there's definitely was a vibe of some sort of just like the production values being slightly off. You know, on. on... I I, I, th- I think like I I've got no idea what it, what it takes to make a animated film. I've got even less experience of having to do it on a shoestring budget. But um, so it's it's gonna. It's it's got to be hard, but Sean Pertwee sounds like he is sort of doing it while while making his breakfast or something. Because <laughs> all all of them, honestly, all of them could probably took a single take for each of their line reads and could have done it in about five minutes. Yeah, like, there is very little dialogue. Well, yeah, no, I I I, I totally take your point about the voice acting. Not so ne- not necessarily. Um, I mean, also might be the stuff they're having to say is holding back some of these some of this voice talent, you know. But like, um, but like, I did think the opening 
um, the opening, like where uh, John Hurt reads out the sort of Warhammer K intro thing, yeah, was actually really good. Like he he read it out very well. Um, but but yeah, um, it, but all the but the, all the other lines are so it's hard to do anything with them because they're all like. Uh, apothecary stay sharp <laughs> or, Demon! Uh, you know like they're, they're all like four words long or something yeah. you know they're all like uh, fire open fire <laughs> or um uh it, it is down to chaos <laughs> and the, you know it's it, they're all just like little frag fragments of of dialogue me demon i shall hit you with a hammer um. <laughs> all uh, with a screenplay by dan abnett now, barely anything happens in this movie. Uh, you can watch it for free, everybody, on YouTube. Um, and barely anything happens. And the screenplay must have been one bit of paper. Yeah, I mean, like, um, but you can see some instances of the, the classic Dan Abnett humour, such as line, lines such as um, uh, one guy's like, trust in the emperor the emperor protect or something and other guys like and a loaded bolt gun doesn't hurt either or something like yeah. that so, yeah. <laughs> that's classic power like um that dan abnett might write yeah in, in one of so we've got we've got um who are the main characters is it Sever, <clears throat> severus right and here here's a here's a very um important thing to discuss right as soon as you've, you've introduced that topic of who are the characters right so like, and this is probably one of the reasons why you know because you'd think warhammer 40,000, right by any measure it's a hugely popular um you know it's a hugely popular a uh, universe a hugely popular thing that with a lot of very invested fans you only have to look at like the dozens of podcasts on the horus heresy alone Right. <laughs> I remember we looked this up once thinking, I wonder if there's other podcasts about the horse. <laughs> there's fucking heaps of them, right? And like and then never mind into Warhammer Forking, right? So like the huge We we find our niche in that we don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way we can start it. Um aggressive incompetence is our is our calling card. Um, but like the uh the it's a big it's a big thing, right? And McGinnis Workshop makes loads of money. Um and so you would sort of think, like, given all the stuff, like these weird shit computer games that often are considered intellectual properties worth turning into films, that you would yeah. think it's a bit surprising that there's not been like a proper sure, yeah. big film about Space Marines, right? But then when, as soon as you see the start of this film, you realize why. And it's because, <laughs> like, by their nature in the fiction, they, well, they obviously all pretty much look the same with their helmets on. And they also yeah. all pretty much look the same with their helmets off because they're all very true from yeah. the genes of their Primark, right? So, like, you've got all these characters who, like, I wouldn't say identical, but um, pretty much identical. So, whenever, whenever I'm, I was watching it, I was going, "Oh, that's Terence Stamp. What's Sean Pertwee doing?" Like, I, because, like, I was just going, "Who are the voice actors?" It's the only way I could identify, yeah, um, something with it. Um, so you're right. So Severus is the lead um, guy. He is Terence Stamp. Proteus is um, Sean Pertwee. And, and Donald Sumter is Pythol, the apothecary. And the apo- he, he is, a f- this apothecary is a fucking dick. 
<laughs> he just like he he's just complaining all the time. I know he doesn't really um, even have a consistent stance. He just sort of like always takes the moaning position in a conversation. Wait, like, totally. Uh, so they're all like they're obviously all bantering about. Like these are like new space. Well, they're sort of think they're pretty new space marines. Most of the space on this um, expedition, and they they're all like. I'm gonna get first blood and all this shit. And he's like, he's like, war isn't about glory, it's about victory. Yeah. But he, and so you think this is gonna be some really principled sort of graybeard guy, but he's not really like that, is he? He's just, he's just kind no. of like, <laughs> just kind of moans about stuff, regardless of of context. And the first scene is a very strange scene because it's everyone's like, it's it's almost like a shower room, you know? They're all they're all gearing up and they're all sort of whipping each other with the <laughs> tiles, you know, well, in, in effect. Yeah. Uh, and a servitor comes and puts a wax seal on the shin of a space marine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is, this is meant to be a big moment. And he puts a tiny little wax seal <laughs> on the shin of a space marine. It was mad. Yeah. So like, I mean, let's get down to the plot. The plot... To me, the plot of this was the the closest thing I can compare it to is like a child's cartoon. I would say, you know, was about uh-huh. the kind of, and that's not necessarily an insult, like just you know, but it's a kind of plot that just sort of like, right, we'll just get these characters down to this place. They've got one sort of challenge to fulfil for the episode. Um, we'll get them doing that and uh, job done, kind of thing. You know, it reminded me a bit of yeah. like. I don't know if you've ever seen those like Star Wars cartoons, like the Clone Wars and stuff like that, which like some people who are adults say they're good. And like, um, or that some fucking horror burn. <laughs> no way. Some, and, and some people say like, or like some of the episodes are really good, you know, but don't necessarily watch all of them. But the wits of like, watch these episodes are really good. And I, I watched a few of them and it was like, passable you know and i probably would have enjoyed them like not even when i was just when i was a child but when i was like when you were a few years too old for them you would have still yeah still watched the cartoons exactly yeah and i probably would have really enjoyed them then but like but they're just you know a bit insubstantial really you know and like that was what the um that was what the, the plot of this felt like to me it was just quite a sort of saturday morning you know simplicity to the sort of thing it was like yeah and and that's sort of also the level of animation that's going on you know like um even back then it's hard to really sort of put yourself back in the mindset of what was animation like back then but there was never a time when this looked good yeah i i said but but go ahead no i agree like i I was thinking that as well like it is a while back but for for like non-real time 3d graphics this was far from cutting edge i'm sure in yeah, in 2010. So, so the the plot is that um, they're on their cathedral ship thing. They've uh, got a beacon that they're tracking from a, a, a imperial fist outpost on a some planet. Um, they can't heal them, so they're going to go down to the surface to find out what's happened with the imperial fists. That's about yeah. right, isn't it? It's like an empty backwater planet. It just has yeah. this one imperial shrine on it, and there's a whole like detachment of imperial fists who just sit there protecting that shrine on this like back end of nowhere 
planet, basically, yeah. right? And then they've had a distress signal, and they're going to investigate. For some reason, this small squad of, like, anyway, like, yeah, they're they're going into to investigate. Yeah. Um, and that's Th- this small squad of um, of ultramarines that uh, populate this seemingly lifeless, enormous cathedral yeah. ship. and that was weird. It's given... got a real lack of of, of feeling of life. To yeah, that... everything about the, this film. And that was very weird because you know that's not how. I mean, it could, in theory, it could be in the setting that that is just what the ships are like. You know, like the, the ships have some massive cargo, but they only have like a few people on them for whatever reason you know but yeah. like, that's not the case based on our well you know at least our knowledge from reading the horus heresy books is that like these ships are hugely well populated by yeah. all kinds of crew and army divisions and space marines and but whatnot. It, even in 40k so like the, the ships were designed for like huge legions and obviously in the 40k universe they, they they don't work at legion strength they just work at chapter strength so there are fewer space marines but all of those space marines are always like serviced by um tens of thousands of like menials and serfs and servitors and imperial guard and all that kind of thing so there's always life buzzing about and this just feels empty anyway they um get on their shit their like little uh, Thunderhawk ship or whatever and go down to the planet which itself is completely lifeless and devoid of uh, any vegetation or points of interest yeah I mean it's, it's basically a sort of dusty desert planet um, yeah and uh, the mist is covering up a lot of stuff. <laughs> the mist here is doing so much work yeah, yeah. to hide there is, the uh, a planet rough edges there would be less taxing for animation purposes than a lot of other types of planets might have been. Um, yeah. But we just, but while, just while we're on the point of like space, um, just before we get into the planet, like the space travel, like the animation's not great in that, but like the space bits look pretty good, right? Some of them anyway, they look all right, you know? And it just, it makes me like think, you know, space, space must be in a way easier to make look amazing with computer graphics. Cause I remember, I don't know if you remember, um, think it was rogue squadron on the gamecube um, yeah and i think that game would like the graphics from that would still hold up pretty well now like yeah. it just looked looked amazing because i guess it was just they weren't having to render like people and you know it was just like ships and planets and stuff and like i don't know something about that was just it was easier to make look good i i, I agree yeah um and it all falls apart whenever they do space marines moving. Well, yeah, this this is another point I was going to say about why this is probably why there hasn't been a big budget space marine film. Like, how do you make that? How do you make that look good? I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, and they had those. They they move like marionette puppets being like dangled from above. They never seem to be touching the ground. It, you know? it is weird, yeah. And there's a bit later on where they're actually they're being really agile. Like and it just looks really strange, um. But uh, yeah. So anyway, they're down on the planet and they're sort of start their search for the signal. Yeah. Um. And they, they encounter a storm which obscures even more of the planet. <laughs> yeah, and then they get some lightning on their standard. Um. So their standard bearer is kind of. 
I love this bit because not they have a standard bearer everywhere they go. <laughs> Even on their ship, they need a standard bearer. <laughs> and it the flag goes on fire. And they just go, oh, it's just corpusant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is it? It's just corpusant. Beal fire. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. What the fuck? And the other guy's like, oh, I thought it was actually on fire. Right, never mind. Um, and then, then like... I um, it's, it's at this point that I started doing a little thing that I'll, I'll keep you updated on. Is um, I started doing a count of right. We are twenty two minutes into this film at this stage. I think you could have done it in four. <laughs> the film. And I've got a little count going bit. going on. Wait, you think we could have got to this stage in four minutes, or we could have got to the yeah. end of the film? Uh, we could have. We could have got to this stage in four minutes. It took them twenty two. Okay. Right. Cool. Interesting. Uh, there's practic. There, there are like whole segments. They're walking through this storm. Don't know what's happened to the Imperial Fists. Haven't encountered anything yet. That it is interminable that there is just walking and no talking. Like there must have been a minute, maybe a minute and a half of walking and no chat. Well, yeah, this and this is a good point to mention. Like, what is obviously was a chief concern of the makers of this, presumably. Well, maybe because they just because they felt this way, but also presumably. Um, because they felt that the audience would be a big concern for the audience is just all the all the detail of the the stuff you know what i mean like the yeah. like and, and so that's why like yeah they, they they probably think look if we nail the look of it and and stuff we can just have scenes where people are walking about doing <laughs> yeah. nothing because it'll be like that much of a buzz to see for these people to see like you know an actual film with space marines walking around um yeah that uh, you know, because I like, I can remember when me and my friend went to when we were like maybe thirteen, twelve or thirteen. We went down to um, Games Day and Golden Demon in Birmingham, right? And like, they had like some big screens up that were just showing stuff on a loop throughout the whole day. And like, there was these like, I don't even know what it was for, but they like, they had about. 30 seconds of some sort of like live action you know footage of some 40k thing i don't know if it was even going i don't know what the purpose of this footage was if it was even at the time planned to be a film or something right but it was like it was really um you know smoky <laughs> you know really misty <laughs> smoke machine you'd hardly see you yeah. seeing glimpses of a shoulder pad and stuff like that but it was like a total <laughs> buzz at the time like, holy shit you know like imagine actually seeing like a film with these things in it um but like, i almost felt like this on a bigger scale this was kind of an element of that it was like whoa you know we're actually getting to see um and then them may sort of making sure they'd they delivered on that front you know like we've got all the well, yeah but it- I was wondering just like what did they pitch to Games Workshop or like Games Workshop probably like said right we we want to make this film and they got like tenders coming in and just going we can we can do with this money we can give you a 70 minute long feature film length um, movie and uh, Games Workshop went yes exactly for the cinemas let's do this and then they were just like, fuck, like, how are we going to fill this out? Yeah. And there were whole sections of the film 
where there's no talking, where there's no music, there's uh, there's no sound effects. It's just like movement and it's mad. There are some, there's some bits of recorded recorded audio that are recorded so badly that they clip off the last fragment of the sentence uh, and stuff. It is appalling. There were a few uh, a few like weird cuts. Yeah, like not just in an audio sense, but just yeah, some 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 weird visual um, cuts. Uh, but yeah, no, that's totally what I was saying about like the the cartoon thing. And like, I don't really necessarily even mean that as in like. I don't really well. You, maybe you could say this as as well, but like I don't mean that to say like oh the because I'm not saying it's like a cartoon because it's like childish per se. It's just because the the plot has the feels like it has the the would be more fit something with the running time of twenty five minutes than yeah an hour and ten minutes yeah. is is what is what gave me that feeling. So yeah, I, I agree. But, but honestly, I've got I would have no problem with the sort of overall plot of this get down to a planet it's devastated get to where uh, you need to go get off the planet yeah you can do a lot with that like that's that's not that's sort of aliens isn't it really I mean, <laughs> yeah i guess not... i guess so like on 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 but it's just there's not much within that you know what i mean like aliens has a whole yeah. bunch of substantial characters and subplots and yeah stuff going on this is sort of quite bare bones like you say it's just um so so and let's move this along a bit. They get through the storm and they find um a scene of devastation. Humans on sticks, uh space marines all dead, uh battered uh helmets and suits of armor, desecration, signs of chaos, um sacrifices and stuff like that. Um and they uh, Pythol again is a complete dick. Says we can't be going ahead with this, and they go, no, 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 we're very brave. Let's let's go to a scene change where um, <laughs> they have to cross like a jungle rope bridge, and um, more of their scouts get shot in the head. Oh yeah, because this and, yeah they get attacked at this point like yeah pretty much. And before this, Proteus had seen a like shadowy figure. I presume this was before they saw the bodies. I can't remember exactly, but he'd seen like a sort of shadowy figure flit between the rocks or something, and they were all yeah. they were all like, he was like, I saw something, and they were like, No, you're an idiot. You didn't see. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, for some reason, and um, uh, yeah, so then, so yeah, they get they get to this rope bridge. Um, yeah, geez, is is that the rope bridge already? I suppose they come back or across the rope bridge later on. Yeah, so uh, that's they find that it's a a chaos space marine up on this like hill, and they go up and gut him in a in a reasonable scene of um, chain sword death. I mean, like uh, that's that it was it was all right. I must say, like not that I necessarily wanted it to be more gory, but I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't didn't feel that what I was seeing reflected what I read described. In the Horace Heresy battle yeah. scenes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's yeah. like, um, you know, his head instantly turned into a red mist, and you know, his innards shot upwards out of his neck like a firework sort of, <laughs> sort of power. Like we don't really get in that, you know. It was um, not that I really wanted to yeah, see that, that, but like you know, it just didn't. It wasn't quite the same sort of thing. Whenever a bullet in this hits armor, it just sort of clangs and. 
the person just like you know their shoulder flies back a bit or something it's um it's not very impressive um i think there's this bit i think you were talking about this when uh you were mentioning that there's a bit where space marines have to be like fast and um acrobatic is that they find a fortress and there is a, a broken bridge and two have to jump between these bits of broken bridge and it is um i made a note it is done entirely without music it is just them running and jumping and it was one of the most uncinematic scenes i've ever seen <laughs> i know that's true it was like yeah i couldn't put my finger in a beer like that was there's something just weird about it yeah and it was it was like it wasn't um yeah I, no it's totally true it just wasn't it was, it was sort of like this wasn't the case but like in my memory it's like there was just sort of a static camera sitting there with no music as they, <laughs> yeah. as they just yeah, it's like, like yeah it, it had the feel of a bit in a video game you know where you you just you decide to not make any progress and maybe you just keep on jumping down a hole <laughs> and it reloads you back there and you're just like reload and it was just terrible in the end they they get across and they get inside the fortress and we know that something that means something because a choir starts singing and the just like a video game um the camera sort of spins around and shows you a little bit more of the map (laughs) and um it just it's it's almost like you know text might arrive at the top of the screen like the great deku tree or something like (laughs) zelda level that just says you've reached this particular dungeon yeah Uh, that's that happened at the 37 minute mark i've put that down as uh five minutes could i could have done that in five minutes so seeing as that's about the halfway point of the film are we gonna take a break here yeah yeah, we'll 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 stop it here. Um, you've only got two more w- weeks to wait <laughs> until we talk about it. My God, the, the last part of this terrible film. At least in the second half, more happens. And well, you know, in um, the, if you haven't seen the film, that gives plenty of time to watch it. Time for episode two. Um, yeah, and uh, I would advise watching it in in no more than ten minute segments <laughs> to avoid. Like just the, the most crushing sense of of uh, world-ending boredom. You see, like I would, I would feel bad about having you know watched this on YouTube. Apart from the fact that it, like, I looked it up and it doesn't seem to be available in any form whatsoever in the UK. Like, I mean, maybe through eBay or something, but like, it wasn't. There weren't even second-hand copies um, that I could find for sale, or it's not on any sort of streaming service or anything, as far as I can tell. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so- I, I I looked up the production company. And I can't remember what they're called, but it looks like this is all they did. And I, well, in terms of, I have some, yeah, I have some sort of quite sad details to reveal on like the the revenue that was made by this film. Um, but we'll save that for episode, the next episode. Uh, we'll okay. discuss the second half. Okay. Okay. So um, that's your lot. Um, I hope you don't feel shortchanged. Um, Join us in a couple of weeks' time when we will finish off Ultramarines. And um, yeah, 
uh, if you no, I'm not going to ask you to spread the word and tell your friends about this podcast. I feel a little bad. Um, if you do want to, that would be lovely. Tell them go back a few episodes. <laughs> don't 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 get anybody to start with this one. Um, anyway, Will. Yeah, good good fun. Take I mean, us out. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's just go, and we'll see you in two weeks. Cheers. Bye.